Hallelujah. God is in the house. Anybody expectant? Yes. I just feel the presence of God all over this place today, and it's so good after I missed you guys last week to be back together again. And uh, how, how many missed that last week? It was just horrible. And uh, although it wasn't totally horrible, I got to mix with a few of you, okay? Awesome. Father, we want to thank you right now for your word. We thank you for the, the expectation that's in our spirits for this season in our lives. God, for this year, for this time, for this season, God, we're believing right now, Lord, that we step into the power and the moving of God over our nation. We're believing right now for our nation, Lord, even as we come together today, we pray and believe for revival in New Zealand in Jesus' name. God, we believe right now that something's shaken and Lord, something's moving and we believe, Lord, we're positioned for such a time as this, Lord God. So we prepare ourselves in your presence this morning, even as we worship this morning, we give you all the glory and all the thanks, Lord God, for you are worthy of our praise. Oh, come on, let's magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. Jesus, you are worthy. He's the one we need to consistently magnify and give the glory. Jesus is our answer, okay? And no matter what you're facing or have faced in this last week or these circumstances of this massive flood in Auckland, we want to tell you right now, Jesus is still our answer and he's for you today. He's not against you, okay? And Jesus wants to lift you up, encourage you and stir your faith today in Jesus' name. Amen? God bless you as you have a seat. Danielle, you've got such a big smile there. I just see the power of God all over you today, girl. And I really believe whatever it is that you're praying for and believing this week, you've got breakthrough happening all around you. And God says, I am your God of breakthrough, Danielle. And get ready for what God's about to do in your world this week. Hallelujah. And that's for a whole lot of people here. Hey, I want you, I should have done this before you sat down, but why don't you give our team just a, our team has gone above and beyond this week. And, uh, and, uh, and we're just, mate, we have an awesome team. And I know specifically of the, it'd be everybody, but maybe a couple, um, Jesse Kelly, Kim, um, and Jesse and Kim, of course, and Christy Lee. I mean, shoot. And, and we're in here. That, that, thank you for all your prayers, by the way. Like we were without a facility and, and, uh, as the week got by, <laughs> It, it, it wasn't looking like your prayers were working. <laughs> but God broke through and here we are today. So it's so cool to be in the house together with you and worshipping Jesus together. There's incredible power in that. And uh, I think we are fighters, aren't we? I love the spirit of this place, but we don't give up. We don't quit. I've had a few churches ring me and say, oh, we feel so sorry for you guys. Um, your building's yet again flooded. Just in case somebody didn't know, yet again, it's been flooded. We've totally refurbished the place. And on the, I think it, Christy said it was the last week of the insurance claim. They were about to close. They were, we, we met with them and they were about to close in a week. And then another massive flood has just taken the whole thing out. And so, 
so here we are. We're out of a building again. Uh, they tell us it's around four months, but um, but anyway, keep praying and believe in God, man. Even even um, Pastor Jesse was telling me we've been in a bit of a revival with the people working on the place. Like people down there working on the place are on the brink of, in fact, I can't believe, are any of you here today? Is it Eric, one of the guys? Eric, are you here? Like Eric, he, his heart's just been open to God, man, and, uh, and he's already had a few divine encounters with God just working on our property. So who knows what God will do to get people in the kingdom? Hey, if this is all for one person in the kingdom, it's worth it, guys. I don't know about you, but I believe there's a real heaven, there's a real hell, and there's a real God who sent his son, Jesus, to rescue us and give us hope for eternity. And we're living in that dream right now. And so God is good and God is for us, okay? In case some of you think, so even some churches have said, you guys must be so depressed. But... But I don't think, I hope we don't look depressed, but we're not depressed, all right? Um, um, and I think it's in times like this where you see the real calibre. And uh, that's why I want to thank our team. I want to thank everybody involved in making today a reality. There's people that are coming out to work, carting gear. Uh, thank you, thank you. I just want to say a whole heap of thank yous. I mean, we've got all this gear here that's been carted here this morning. Thank you, Alan, and all the team that got involved in carting it up here, putting it together, making it work. Um, thank you to our tech team. You guys are legends. Uh, uh, <clears throat> this is probably going live, not right now, I don't think, but is it? It is. Oh, well, look at that. They're better than I thought. Uh, <clears throat> um, so it's going live. And so everybody watching online, where's the camera over there? Uh, everybody watching online by the beautiful Melissa, who was uh, last time we did this sort of thing, we used to be, incidentally, not this stadium, but the stadium just down the road is where we started out. And Melissa, you were about up to my knee, about where the flood came to. <laughs> If we can even mention that word today, but uh, but that's how high you were, and now look at you now, uh, wonderful, unbelievably awesome woman, married to the incredibly handsome Daryl. Yeah. Who's <clears throat> they're always hiding. You don't get to meet them, but they're they're very key people in making everything. In fact, when you guys are at home watching online, they're the people. In fact, give them a hand clap right now. <clears throat> And all you other people that are watching online today, you can't see them. They're behind the camera, but they make it happen. Sorry, I missed it. Oh, and oh, now there's a good plug moment right there. They would love more people on their team, okay? So here we are in a little bit of a pioneer situation today, pop-up church, and this is the opportunity. Any volunteers? Uh, I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. No. So uh, we're going to get to the word today, uh, but I do really want to be very grateful to people and I want to, um, I want to, um, yeah, John's already prayed, but I do feel for the people that have had uh, tragedy in this last week. There's been a lot of sadness and a lot of break. And, and while we are smiling and while we are have got the joy of the Lord, there's a lot of broken situations around. And I feel for you today if you've been in part of that. And I know Anita and, and Brian, you guys had that flood up to your knees in your house. And, and I didn't see any other hands before, but did anybody else get their house flooded out? Not a, not a soul, eh? No. Praise God. Yep. Well, we thank God for that. God's rescued pretty much every person here. 
Um, we got locked in. Um, our road was flooded over. I think we had um, um, my neighbour was saying that it was 20 metres of water that came up on the on the back side of our property. Um, so it's just a huge 20 metres of water. That's a lot of water, guys. You can drown in that, you know. And um, and uh, worst in 100 years, apparently, and I think that's across the nation right now, and specifically for Auckland City. Auckland City, I was watching a report on Auckland City, three times the insurance costs of what Christchurch tragedies were. And so we're, this is huge, guys, so let's not underestimate the tragedy that people have faced. I sat down with a family this weekend whose son, as you'll know, got drowned in the kayak, and so I went and sat down. Um, they asked me to come and, well, they, they connected with a, a friend of a friend and I ended up there is how it happened. I ended up, they actually wanted me down there to pray for resurrection life over this boy. And uh, so that's a pretty challenging thing to get invited to, but uh, pretty glad you get invited to raise someone from the dead. Yeah. Hey, we don't have much of that these days. Just to get invited yeah. is just like, yeah, I'm going to be there. So I went around and prayed with a very, very broken family incidentally. And, and man, we need to be praying for our city. We need to be praying for our city and believing for the people that we are invited. And I know lots of you have been connected and helping people and involved. Thank you. Stan, you're on the front row today. I haven't seen you there forever, man. God bless you. Pretty much the last time you were there was in the stadium, actually. And I remember that day you arrived, and I think I pulled you out on the first day I arrived. Where are you from, sir? We want to get you involved right now. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> Nandi, is it? Nandi, I just met you this morning. You could fit into that category. And Amanda, sitting somewhere down the back there, I just met. Welcome, if you're new today. This is not our normal situation, but welcome. I've just about my time's nearly up already, and I'm only just saying hello. Um, uh, but hey, welcome if you are visiting today. Um, this is obviously not our normal venue, but we're praying that this will be our venue for the next four months. A couple of months, yeah, that this will be it. So that's, keep praying for that, eh? Well, can you keep praying? Like venues around Auckland, like like most of venues, like the uh, the Massey University, the stadium, all being used for um, emergency housing, exactly. So so we're very fortunate to be here. And thank you, Lord, we speak a blessing over the administration of this uh, organisation right now, the hockey stadium. We speak your we say this place, be blessed while we're here in Jesus' name. We thank you for blessing. Wherever we turn up, your blessing turns up, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God, for the influence that we are. We thank you for what we carry. We thank you that right now we carry a spirit of hope and a spirit of revival. And I declare that over your lives right now, that everywhere you go in the next few weeks in this season, that you would carry a spirit of hope and resurrection, that you would carry the power of God that releases hope into people's lives in Jesus' name. We were never meant to be pushed down and held down. We're meant to rise up through the ashes in Jesus' name. And Lord, we rise up this morning believing that if our God be for us, who can be against us in Jesus' mighty name? Thank you, Lord, for the mighty power of your powerful joy 
in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So I don't know about you, but I've got the joy of the Lord. Even in the middle of a storm, we have the joy of the Lord, okay? And we did have a storm, man, I tell you, like it was pretty out there. When you see the water, I went down to try and rescue some of our gear and it was up to my knees. And in the next 15 minutes, it went up over my head. So I just got out of there in time, actually. And uh, I want to tell you, we had some rain, man. And uh, But let it rain, Lord. We want revival rain. Hallelujah. And I'm kind of believing for that, for revival rain to hit our nation. And uh, Jesus um, found himself in some difficult places. Uh, so I want to title my message today, The Journey Through the Unexpected, because we go through unexpected situations. We never expected. In fact, the warning for the flood came maybe uh, three days too late. And when it woke you all up and disturbed your phone and that, that alarm thing that happens, well, it was already happened, all right? And uh, just letting you know now in case you're still waiting, but, uh, but the unexpected. And we're all on a journey, okay? It's called the journey of faith. We're all on a journey in life, really. Some people, you may be here today and you're still discovering where your faith is at. There are people here today who are still in that walk where they're discovering, where do I literally have transformation take place in my life? And we are a transformational organisation. We believe that we exist purely for transforming lives together as we work together and love people and embrace people, draw them in close to us and see their lives radically transformed. So that's what we're about. So if you want to be a part of that, join in because I'm sure God wants every single person to be involved in the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every believer. And I want to tell you there are opportunities like you have never seen right now. There are more opportunities today than ever before, I'm convinced, in the time of trouble and times of great uncertainty in our nation. If you haven't noticed, great uncertainty with a lot of people. And we are the answer, guys. Three people got excited about that. (laughs) Here we go. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Come on, let's hear the press on people right now. But I press on, okay? There's always going to be barriers in your life. There'll be unexpected situations in your journey that try to hinder you and stop you, but we press on. People will let you down. People will 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 disappoint you and, and unlock your hope in people, but we keep pressing on. We keep believing that God sent us as an answer to His world today. And I really believe right now this is an incredible moment for us. Here we are in this building today. Here we are having to stretch out a little bit above our, beyond our comfort zone. You're all sitting a little closer than you normally do. You can't go sit. You know, you've lost your seat, whatever seat that was. The young people used to sit over here and it ain't even there. So you're there now somewhere. And uh, But I love it. I love it when God kind of disturbs and he, and he rocks our, our comfort zones a little bit. Sometimes the unexpected, let me tell you this, and, and let's never take lightly the the tragedies and the losses and the and the 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 financial crashes that people have been through with incredible loss right now it's truly 
incredible loss. And but so let's, let's not take that lightly. But nonetheless, I believe God sometimes has to send some stuff that's a little bit unexpected to rock us out of our comfort zone. Because I think we get very comfortable. I think we get very at ease. And I don't believe we're meant to be at ease. I meant, believe we're meant to be pushing through, pushing through some barriers, believing God for the miraculous and holding on to faith. Faith is your only answer in a time like this, incidentally. Faith is what you've got to hold. So we, we only got to, but I press on. And here it is, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of for me. Okay, so we want to lay hold of the promises of God, right? I want you to lay hold of the promises of God in this season of your life. As a church, I want to encourage you, who's with me right now, that we want to cross over. See, I believe that this flood, man, it's not, don't take it, I believe it's a prophetic thing for New Zealand, to be honest with you. I truly believe that. I believe this flood is like something, the promised land is on the other side, and there'll be people that'll slack back. There'll be people, that, even at the at the Jordan, there were people who, who shrunk back. They set up camp on that side. There was a whole tribe that decided they would not cross over, but they'd set up camp over there. But we press on in Jesus' name. But it's going to take a little bit of faith. Hello? I'm a faith man. I believe that faith is the substance and the key to activate our liberty and our promise that what God's got for you on the other side is not yet in your hand. You've got to reach for it. Is anybody wanting to reach for it today? Because I tell you, you've got to reach for it in prayer. You've got to reach for it in your faith. You've got to reach for it in your relationships. I think we need to be more relational than we've ever been before. If, if you're a loner right now, you, 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 it's not nice being alone. Julia and I were isolated for for about three, two days. We were isolated. Nobody could get. Finally, Alan got through with a generator. God bless you, Alan Swafford. He came through with a generator. We now had power, which power when you're in the country, as most of you know, will mean water. And water will mean that things work. So God bless you, man. Yeah. So don't be isolated. Gather. We need to connect like never before. It says that one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand to flight. That's not just some spiritual quote. That's a reality of us working together for the kingdom of God. And not just so the kingdom of God be established, but that our lives do a lot better and we're encouraged and we're upstanding and we're supported and we feel like, man, we can do anything because we've got great people around us. And that's that's why if you're a man here to get ready for that that the, the, the men's camp, that's going to be outstanding. We had a men's camp meeting the other night. I tell you, what, I came on there away from there on fire. This was the actual meeting about the camp. If you come away from the meeting about the camp on fire, imagine what the camp's going to be like. And and I just want to stir you up. See, God's looking for some men that'll rise up because the reality is we need to show the way. We need to reflect a little bit of a smile and a bit of we need to have a bit of intestinal fortitude in the day of trouble. It's no good us shrinking back and and starting to wonder where we're going. I know exactly where I'm headed. I know what God's plan is for me and I know that I'm on course with His destiny in my life. Hallelujah. And we need to be there. Jesus found Him in the the place of crushing, okay? If you felt a little bit crushed lately, I want to tell you. Do you know that crushing always comes before something incredibly great is released? Uh, The oil never comes out of the olive before it's, I don't know if Martin and Rachel are here today, but I went and had a look at their olive trees the other day. They've got these amazing olive
olive plantation and uh, they've been uh, crushing the olives and we got stuck into a bit of the, in fact, we ended up not stealing, but they gave us (laughs) some jars of their beautiful olives and we came home and I couldn't wait to mow into these beautiful olives that they're growing on their farm. But transformation requires crushing. I want to be transformed. We've been through some stuff, guys. I don't know about you, but we've been through stuff. Julia and I have been through some stuff. I know many families here have been through some stuff. I'm speaking to pastors all over the nation that seem to be going through incredible, incredible difficulty right now. I believe that God is is allowing this because out of crushing comes the incredible oil of joy comes out of the crushing. The Holy Spirit is represented often by oil. And I don't know about you, but we need more of the Holy Spirit in our nation. We need more of it right here in this church. Pray for Singapore church watching online today. More of the Holy Spirit in Singapore church. Let's believe for revival to hit our Singapore church in Jesus' name. And so we need to be together in this, believing in this, and believing that God's got the best to come for us yet, okay? But I want to tell you this, there is never a reward without pain. There's never been in history reward without pain. We've always got to push through the barriers, the unexpected barriers. You'll think you're just about there and then something unexpected comes out of nowhere and it'll stop you. But we push through it in Jesus' name. All through the Bible, you'll read about men and women. In fact, the only reason we're reading about them is they had the ability and the capacity to push through. So they were a little bit bigger than their circumstances. Can I encourage you today? I want to pray for you today that you be bigger than your circumstances, that the circumstances don't affect you, but you affect the circumstances in Jesus' name. I pray right now that something enlarged will grow in your heart today. Even as I'm preaching today, I pray right now for miracles to happen in your spirit, that you start to be bigger than you were before, that you start to be a barrier-breaking believer in Jesus' name. It's always been barrier breakers. When John Landy and the, and those runners broke the four-minute mile, they said it was an impossibility. They, they had said for years it could never be done. But then one person did. It only takes one person to push through. It only takes one person to rise up and say, hey, man, we refuse to be held back. We believe that if God be for us, who can be against us? And we're going through in Jesus' name. That's where leadership rises in the church. And I believe let's rise up and be the leaders of our nation from the church as the power of God touches heaven and heaven comes to earth in Jesus' name. We've been praying it for years. I'm believing. I had a vision the other night. Had a vision the other night. And and I want to get it somehow up on screen here and uh, maybe for Vision Sunday next Sunday but I saw uh, the heaven as a huge globe and I saw earth and I saw them coming and I saw them literally meeting in the sky and I believe God is bringing heaven to earth in our generation and get ready for the revival that's about to hit our place in Jesus name I'm fired up that when I went to pray for the right resurrection of the dead the other day I wasn't intimidated by it the Bible if you read the Bible it's like a natural thing in Jesus' day. We believe that the power of God, it it lives in us. When we turn up, shake circumstances, it, it, it destroys the barriers that the devil's trying to wreck lives with. And we walk in there, not with fear, but with confidence in Jesus' name. We come with the power of God on us. No, you don't look that excited about that, but tell you, we have the power of God on us and don't forget it. 
So I believe this, if there's no pressure, because a lot of people, I've had thousands of people approach me and say, Don, not that I think I've got a great anointing or anything, but they've come and said, Don, we want the anointing that's on your life. Well, I'll often say to them, no pressure, no anointing. No pressure, no anointing. Because I think you've got to break through a few things to get the anointing on your life. I think if you look at the life of Jesus there, it says in the Garden of Gethsemane that he sweat drops of blood, that that his blood was like oil running out of him. There was pressure in the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus pressed through that for you and I so we could press through the odd obstacle ourselves. And so when the unexpected turns up, the unexpected power of God rises up inside our lives and we show that situation that we are more than conquerors in Jesus' name. And I believe I'm hanging around with some overcomers and some conquerors. Prayer, let me tell you right now, prayer changes the process. So we've got a prayer meeting happening this Thursday night and it's going to be, if you don't know, just talk to Alan, stand up Alan, talk to him and say, where's the, where are we meeting? And he'll have it all open for us and we're meeting at his warehouse and I believe we're going to shake something on, on Thursday night. I believe prayer changes the process, okay? So the process can be headed that way. We get intervening in prayer and it turns it around in Jesus' name. We're here today because a whole lot of you prayed, okay? Always remember, the victory was not won at the cross. A lot of people think the victory was won at the cross when Jesus hung in there, but the victory was won in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus prayed and he said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. This is the will of God that we're walking in. The victory was won in prayer. Victory has always been won in prayer, always will be won in prayer, and we are more than overcomers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's the kind of stuff that makes hell tremble, guys. Hell trembles when we go to our knees. And whether I, I, I remember the very first time I ever went to my knees in prayer. I mean, maybe some of you, I don't know, was that ever a thing for people? But it was for me because I was scared my mates might see me praying. Jordan, don't know if you've ever been there. I was scared my mates might, might see me praying. And so last thing I was going to do was pray. And Julia said, you know what your problem is? You don't pray. We need good women in our lives, don't we? Valentine's Day is turning up. <laughs> but Julia said to me, your problem is you don't pray. And uh, so I know she had been praying for me. And uh, so she encouraged me that day to, to get on my knees and pray. Quite a big thing for a man to get on his knees and pray. Some of you got sore knees. We speak a miracle over your sore knees in Jesus' name right now. Pray that your knees get healed in Jesus' name so you can get down and pray. Anyway, I had a lot of issues. I had unexpected issues in my life. I had uh, terrible issues. I was ringing people. This is how bad it was. I was ringing people up and who owed me lots of money, incidentally. It mightn't seem a lot now, but in that day, it was like $100,000, wasn't it, Julia? Somewhere around there, $98,000 or something. And I was very upset. This thing had gone to custard at one of the construction jobs I was doing. And, uh, and I was very angry. And you will get angry. When the bank manager, I was going to the bank manager and trying to plead just for another day uh, without liquidating my house and everything. And so that's an unexpected issue. And then Julia said, you need to pray. And I was like, if my mate saw me praying, I'd lose what I am. 
somehow I felt that. I don't know why that was. And I'd been invited to a full gospel meeting that night to lead the worship. <laughs> and a full gospel businessman's meeting. I went to the full gospel businessman's meeting to lead the worship. And boy, just that one o'clock that morning, I rang the guy who owned me the money and I said, you better be careful. I said, you're not going to know when it hits you. But I said, there's a knife coming your way. And uh, then I'd ring him again an hour later and say, your knees, how are your knees? Your knees are about, and so ugly stuff, ugly stuff just before you lead the worship. But this is the reality. I'm just being a little bit, uh, what do you call it, transparent with you now, actually. So I turn up to lead the worship. And uh, when, you, when you're leading the worship, there's a lot of pressure on you when you're up the front here. Never underestimate the pressure that's on these guys when they're leading worship. Whether you've had a good day or a bad day, whether you've abused someone on your way driving here or whatever, you've still got to lead the worship. Yeah. Just being real with you. Yeah. And so I get up and, and I start leading the worship and it went actually quite good. <laughs> because not a about me, it's about him. So God will use anybody who's available. And unfortunately, sometimes we lock out the availability because we don't think the life's perfect, but I was anything but perfect. And I was up there leading the worship that day. And then the speaker got up, which I was glad when the speaker got up and he said, "Um, there's someone here and you've got an incredible anger issue. And, uh, and he said, he went on, he said, someone's owing you a lot of money. And he said, you're in a desperate state right now. And this is the speaker. <laughs> I was only a Christian of one month. And uh, so I was like, how did he even know this stuff about me? And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, hang on, I'm, I, I, I was just the key man here. I look good in front of all these guys. I'm not going to mess it up now. And this is how it goes. So I didn't want to get messed up. So I thought, nah, I'm not responding. Wow. And he's saying, come on, who is it? And he's waiting. Not a soul. <laughs> not a soul. And I sat there in my festering anger and didn't let anything happen. And then it, and his, and, it, and I think he lost his confidence. Sometimes your lack of response, that's why I like to hear you hallelujah and go for it and preach it and whatever you say, because it helps. Sometimes the lack of response will take the confidence out of the speaker because he's thinking he's missed it. Anyway, he was convinced he'd missed it because nobody responded. And so I just sat there and it was a boring meeting, honestly. It truly was. And then at the end of the meeting, he said, well, that's it. And then he said, just before I finish, he said, I really believe that whoever that was with that situation, today is your only day to respond. (laughs) He said, he said, uh, I believe that if you don't deal with it today, that that's going to hang with you for the rest of your life. (laughs) Now I'm listening up. Hadn't heard a thing he'd said the whole message, but now I'm listening. So next thing, and I thought, no, I'm not going. I've got to get. Then they said, could the worship leader come up again? (laughs) Just when I was about to step out and expose myself, then they want the worship leader again. So I then I rock up, grab my guitar. (laughs) That might have sounded terrible, actually. (laughs) Anyway. We speak healing over your mind, Julia. Anyway, 
I get up and I start leading the worship and even that wasn't good. And just then the Holy Spirit, see, we need to be tuned into the Holy Spirit. All the other voices in the world. And right then I heard the Holy Spirit. And this is what he said to me. I have spoken to you through my servant today. If you don't respond, you will never be free of what you've carried in your life. And I want to tell you right then, I threw the guitar aside. I had to say to the entire me, because I'm at the front now all by myself. And I said, sorry, guys, it's me. I'm the one he's talked about all night. I've got this, I've got that. I had a million things going on, I want to tell you right now. And I said, mate, it's me and I need to get right. And then I burst out crying, which is, you don't want to do that in front of anybody. I burst out crying and felt him. And next thing I knew, the entire altar was filled with people on that altar getting deliverance and getting set free. And this guy came out and prayed for us. And I want to tell you that night I got set free. I went home and uh, I said to Julia, you're right about the prayer. And we got down on our knees. You know, I used to look out the window to see if anybody's looking at me when I'm praying. Now I just got down on my knees and we prayed breakthrough over our family. We prayed blessing over our family, over our finances. And I want to tell you, we walked in the victory of God ever since in Jesus' name. And my time's up. But but the reality is, and what I'm saying here is, we all face difficulties and the unexpected crisis in our lives that sometimes we struggle to be realistic about. I want to tell you right now, the one thing God wants, see, God loved David because at least David had an open heart. God said, David, I love you because you've got a heart that's after mine. Why? Because David was quick to repent. David was quick to say, God, I've messed up and I need you in my world. David didn't hide it. He didn't try to live some religious life. I think half the problem with the church in this day and age we live in is that people are living these secret lives that don't have a reality of God in them. I want to tell you, my life was so unlocked that day that everything began to explode in my life. We started serving God and running. Are you talking about the journey of the unexpected? I'd turn up at home and say to Julia, we're selling the house. We're out of here. Just out of the blue, God would speak to me. We'd go. Then we went to be missionaries in Tonga and saw the mighty miracles that God did there. And still today, living in the miracle power of a God who will see you through. And I want to I want to challenge you today. Let's believe right now that there is power in prayer. Prayer unlocked the promises of God in my life. I pray for every one of you every week. I sent you all out of prayer this week. God be for you in the middle of a struggle, in the middle of a battle going through, because all we need is someone to agree with us because the Bible says if two or three will agree on anything it shall be done in heaven and I want to tell you we get some breakthrough in that level of our lives when we come with the incredible power of God not in our own ability guys every one of us messes up in the natural every one of us and I want to tell you right now God says I will never leave you I will never walk away from you call upon my name. Even the Israelites, even the Israelites, 400 years, 430 to be exact, in the captivity of the Egyptians. They'd forgotten their theology. They'd forgotten most of what God had taught them. They had so forgotten it that even when they got out of Egypt, they had forgotten God's incredible favour. They'd forgotten about God's incredible goodness. Hey, we're in a revival. We're crossing Jordan River today in Jesus' name. We're crossing over, guys. When they came out of Egypt, they came up against the Red Sea and Moses was there and, and, and they didn't know what to do and they're crying out to God. That's the one thing they still remembered, how to cry out to God. 
And I want to tell you, if you've still got to cry to God in your heart, you're in the right place. The worst place you'll ever be is you don't know how to cry to God any longer. And I've met people who are so desperate, so broken, they don't believe that they are able to cry to God any longer. And I want to encourage you today, if you're in that defeated state right now, you can lift up your voice to saying, God, I need your help today. And I want to promise you the God I serve will help you. He'll lift you up. He'll rescue you. He'll send someone to pull you out. He'll cause you to cross over on dry land because when you put your foot of faith out, and sometimes it is a step of faith. Joshua was standing a few years later, 40 years later to be exact, because an entire generation died because they never had faith. Never finished where I was going with that thought, but I was thinking when they came out of Egypt, they had their theology so messed up. They still knew how to call on God, but when they came to make an image of God, they made the same image that the Egyptians who they were serving made and they built a golden calf. So they had their whole theology so many, hey, listen, guys, we call on the God of creation, the God above every circumstances. There's a flood in our world today. There's a flood. If you're not, that flood there, let me tell you, was nothing compared with the flood of uncertainty, the flood of compromise in our world right now, the the flood of, of all kinds of, of crazy mindset thinking that's got away from God. We are in a flood today. And I want to tell you right now, you're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight because your sight will let you down. If you're hooked into the television screen and watching what's happening in our world and some of the crazy political decisions that have been made, you will lose your faith. But if you look to the Word of God and you put your trust in prayer and you believe for God, He will break you through into victory in Jesus' name. And I want to declare that over your life today. We go back to prayer and we go back to the power of God in Jesus' mighty name, okay? I'm believing this stuff. I believe we're in a flood right now. That I believe that flood was a sign, hey, in fact, God said to me, cross over, revival's coming. They crossed over and the revival power hit that nation. They walked into the promised land. The manna was over. They had to work. They had to believe. They had to get stuck in to make it happen. And I, I believe that's where we're at right now. Hallelujah. If you're not stirred in your faith today, I'm encouraging you to get stirred up. Find somewhere you can serve the kingdom of God because I want to tell you the greatest thing that happened. See, Joshua, he said, who will go with me? The, the, water, the flood waters, incidentally, the flood came, the, read it in, 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 I never kind of got there today, but read it in um, Genesis, chap, no, Exodus chapter 6, is it? Whenever, no, Joshua, Joshua chapter 3 and verse 3 talks about how Joshua said, um, sanctify, that's not the word. Consecrate yourselves. I'm going to just say it today. Consecrate yourselves. That's what happened to me in front of that full gospel meeting. I got consecrated. My heart got bled out. I got opened before God and he opened my heart and revival started from that second in my life. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself. Today, God's taking us into the promised land. Today. I believe this is our day, guys. I believe this is a very strategic season for New Zealand. You don't believe we got a flood that exceeded most anything that's happened in this nation for hundreds of years. I believe God is saying, get ready. Because 
Because if you read in, in Joshua chapter 3, it says, because when Joshua went to spoil out the land, there was no flood. He crossed over the Jordan, no sweat. But when he went to take, go in for the promise, there was a flood. And the flood, it says, the flood came at the time of harvest. And they were crossing into God's promise at the time of harvest. You better believe this is the time of revival. And it's a time of harvest in our nation. Get ready for a revival of souls right across this nation in Jesus' name. I believe it's very significant the moment we stand in right now. And that's why Joshua said, you better sanctify yourselves. And he said, who will put their feet in the river? It's a raging river. And I'm looking for some people today who will stand with me and say, I'm ready to put my feet in a raging flood. I'm ready to put my toes in. It says the priests came forward and they put their toes in the river. And then it says the river backed up. The Jordan River, if you've ever been to Israel, I haven't, but I've seen lots of photos from friends have been. The Jordan River is like our little river out the back of our property. It's nothing. It's a little thing. They wonder how John baptized Jesus there. But it was in the Jordan. You know, the Jordan flows to the Dead Sea, don't you? So the Jordan flows all the way to the Dead Sea. That's why Jesus got baptized in the Jordan. So that when he went down and his sins were washed away into the Dead Sea where nothing can ever live again, that the sin is gone. And God said, I will remember your sin no more. That's why we can rise up today in victory and say, man, I know I'm sanctified of God. I know I've got the anointing of God on me. I know I can put my feet into the in the raging river of the floodlands that we're facing right now. I'm not afraid to step into the flood that's pursuing New Zealand right now. The immoral flood, the brokenhearted flood, the mental flood, the, 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 the sickness and illness all over our nation. So many sick and ill people, half the pastors I know uh, about to cark it. It's like we need a revival in the, in the church in Jesus' name. Like we need to step into that. We are sanctified to step into the water and cause it to back up in Jesus' name all the way to Adam. And I want to tell you, the Dead Sea is going to be starved of water in Jesus' name. That place that produces no life is going to be starved of sea because you and I are stepping into revival. Hallelujah. Anyway, I think I've preached enough today and I think we, we need to say an amen. I'll drink to that. I'll finish with this though. When they crossed over into the Jordan, it says Joshua called the priests and said, will you step in with me? And I tell you what, the Bible says you are kings and priests today. See, a lot of people think, well, well, what am I? What am I? A pew warmer. No, you're not. You are part of the kingdom of God to bring a revival in this city. You just have to speak to someone and it unlocks hope in their life. You just need to invite. It's amazing how simple it is if we just get the presence of God loosed in our lives. And I believe it's time again. Man alive, Nico, get ready. God's going to use you in a mighty way. In this next six months, God's going to unlock incredible anointing on your life. You're going to pastor people. You're going to reach people from the all over the city. God's using you to unlock promises of God in their lives in Jesus' name. Just grab you because you're on the second front row. Go for it. Um, but I'll tell you now, when the priests put their toes in, they had to get wet. Now, I think sometimes we just want to go over on dry land. When Moses struck out the rod, the water part, and they walked out, all walked over in dry land. Including, but in the Jordan, it was a little bit different. God says, I'm looking for faith now. I'm looking for faith from my people. Will you put your feet in? 
So you've got to put your feet, you've got to take a step. Sometimes it's difficult, man. You'll feel embarrassed. You'll feel intimidated. You'll feel like you've got no power with you. But wherever you walk, God walks. When I walked into this house the other day, it's not just me walking in there. I walk in there with a host of angels around me. I walk in with the glory of God shining on me. We don't go alone. We go with the power of God, okay? That's wherever you are. So you've got to put your feet in the water. When you put your feet in the water, here's what I really believe is going to happen. See, when their feet hit the water, and there was a moment, there's always a moment in life in there. That I, God, are you here? God, where are you? I took the step of faith, but God, the water's still flipping, flowing. Man, what's happening here, God? The flood's still happening. The negativity's still surrounding me. There's still sickness in my world. God, what's going on here? I've got my feet in the water. They're getting wet. And then at the end of that moment, all of a sudden, the water began to bank up because God saw their faith. And he saw that when they took a step, they were going to stand. And I want to tell you, God, and they were standing on the rock. They were standing on the rock bed foundation of the Jordan River. And I want to tell you right now, God's saying, will you stand upon the rock with me today? Joshua asked them, stand there. They stood on that and then the water backed up. And then it was so powerful that everybody behind them walked over on dry land. I believe we're going to take this generation into the promises of God. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to take some backsliders. We're going to take some broken family members. We're going to take some sons and daughters. We're going to take some family members who are away from God over into the promise with us in this season in Jesus' name. I believe it, guys. I live for this stuff. Now, here's the deal. Then God spoke to him and said, get back into that Jordan and grab those rocks because this generation will forget my incredible goodness. And they carted those same rocks that they stood on in faith. We're going to stand. The water hasn't stopped, but we're standing, man. And they stood still in the Jordan and the river backed up. And I believe today, and I want to say this right now, they grabbed those rocks and they built an altar. I'm into altars, let me tell you right now. I would be one person who's into altars like nobody else here, I would believe. When my daughter was dying in Tonga, no doctors could help. Meningitis or whatever that disease was, they said, we'll give her 12 hours. And when she went unconscious, I thought, let's build an altar. And I went out into the backside of Tonga and grabbed 12 big uh, coral stones and laid on that altar all day long. I said, God, I'll lay here. You can take me, but I want my daughter. And I laid in the sun all that day. I got burnt to a cinder, arrived home looking like a red Indian and came in. Julia barely recognised me. And I came in there and I, I said, man, I've laid on that altar. How is she? And Julia said, she's no better. There's always a moment where you'll stand on the promise of God. There's always a moment where you just have to stand. And I'm asking who will stand with us today for this next season, for the revival in New Zealand, for the Church of New Zealand. Will you stand with us and inspire church and believe that this is our day and this is your, this is God's time? We laid there, we put Elena in between us. She was unconscious at this stage, looking like she's already dead. And then we prayed this prayer together. We went back to prayer and we said, God, we'll still serve you here. 
We'll stay in Tonga. We'll serve you for the rest of our lives. We're not going to quit. We're not going to back up. We're not going to give up. We'll serve you. If you need to take her, if she's the seed we sow for what you're about to do in this nation, then God, here we are. And we prayed that prayer. Two seconds later, she snapped out of unconsciousness and became incredibly alive and living and fabulous today. And I want to tell you, God is a God of altars. He's a God of remembrance. He said, build an altar of remembrance that I caused you to cross over on dry land, you and all your generations. The generation following us won't have to work for faith like we've had to. They won't have to buy buildings because we've already brought one. Let's get behind that and make it happen in Jesus' name because God said they're going to cross over on dry land. It's going to be easier for them. They won't have to walk. They won't have to stand in the middle of a storm. They'll be able to walk over on the faith that we've projected into the next season in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, guys. Let's get ready. I want you to bow your heads. Father, I thank you right now for your word. I thank you for the power of your word today. I thank you in Jesus' name, Lord God, for what you're doing in our world, in our church, in our lives. I thank you right now for a spirit of revival that's in this place right now. I thank you, Lord God, for healing and miracles right now. I thank you for unlocking family members right now. I thank you for the people we're going to get saved in the next few months in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the, the, the people that are lost and undone and broken that you're putting us in touch with. Lord, even in this building today, people that are broken and, 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 and Lord, disconnected and longing in their hearts for just a real relationship and some intimacy. And I pray for miracles in your lives in Jesus' name right now. Father, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed here today, just before, before I finish, friend, if you're here today and you don't know this Jesus that I've talked about today, if he's not your saviour, if you're backslidden or away from God and you feel you've got to get right with God today, I'm going to just ask you real quick just to lift your hand right now. If you're watching online and that's you, then right now is a great time to make an awesome decision and say, yes, God, I want to connect with your love. I want to connect with your incredible the, a glory would come into my life and bring me peace and understanding in Jesus' name. If that's anybody right now, just lift your hand. I want to include you in a prayer. Maybe you're away from God today and you're saying it's time to get right. Maybe you're here today for the first time and you're saying, Don, I need to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. If that's you, quickly lift your hand. Online, if that's you, lift your hand right now. Anybody else that God's speaking to right now, give me a wave. I'll include you in a prayer. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you stand with me? Just stand with me for a moment. If you if you lifted, if you responded online today, there'll come up a yes signal where you can respond online today. But friend, whoever you are, don't leave it. Pray this prayer with us. In fact, why don't we all pray a prayer right now for someone online who's made a decision today and say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for leading me. Across the floods of life into your promises. Today I receive eternal life. Thank you for washing away my sin, forgiving me and making me whole. I receive you now as Lord and Saviour in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're online and you prayed that prayer, please tick the box at the bottom and say, yes, I made a decision for Christ. No matter where you are, He will meet with you. If you need a miracle in your life right now and you're watching online or you're in this meeting, I'm going to ask just two questions. I want to finish with two questions. Number one, I want to ask, who will stand with me and step into the Jordan River, the flood that's facing society right now? I'm talking about the uncertainty. I'm talking about the financial crisis. I'm talking about the, the, the craziness of interest rates and stuff that's happening for people who are so stretched and feel so undone. But there's a flood, friend, in our 
nation right now. I'm going to ask you right now, who will step into their water with me? Who will step in with me and believe God that we're for some, that we are leaders in this time, that we will lead this place into victory in Jesus' name? Yeah, God bless you. Hold your hands high. I want you with me in that. I want you with me. I want you with me. I'd love to invite you all out in the altar, but it'd just be crazy. We'll just call this an altar, okay? In Jesus' name. And I want you to believe today. I believe there are people here right now that need miracles in your body. I know, Derek, you need a miracle in your body. And I know that right now there's a miracle atmosphere in here. It's called the spirit of revival. It's called when God comes, He unlocks and unshackles people from the chains of the past, rejection and the hurt that's been in your own life, Derek. Stuff that's the rejection that you've carried for years. And I speak a blessing over you today that unlocks you from your past, that unlocks you from the curses that have been spoken over your life, that unlocks you from the devil's plan for your life. And I release right now the plan of God over your world in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. And for anybody else here right now, I believe right now, in fact, if you needed a miracle, if you need a financial miracle, I believe there are lots of miracles that are needed here today. We could go on forever, but in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, right across this place right now, as hands are lifted to you, I release the miracle power of God over men's and women's lives, over their finances, over their homes, over their families. Lord, families that have walked away from you, I pray right now that salvation comes to home. I pray for marriages right now. Pray for husbands. I pray for your mental health in Jesus' name. I pray right now for your mental health right across this place. There's been an attack on the minds of men and women and the devil is storming the minds. I speak peace over over you right now. I speak the blessing. I unlock the blessing of God over your lives right now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I loose the miracle power of the Holy Ghost on you. In the name of Jesus right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Oh boy. Just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you right now. And I want you just to say, I want you to declare this over them. Just say this with your friend beside you. I'm stepping into the water with you today. And I'm going to stand on the rock Christ Jesus. I won't shrink back. I'll hold my place until the storm stops and we walk across into the victory that Jesus won for us on Calvary. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.